Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Good morning. So happy to be with you on this fine November day. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I am grateful. (laughs) I have a special guest with me this week, special in the sense of so loving and beautiful. And I'll be introducing him in just a minute, but I'm going to start us off with a prayer, as I always do, a prayer and a blessing. Oh, so I invite you to take a breath of love and gratitude with me and place your hand on your heart. So grateful, so thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented flow of divine love intelligence. We're grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to know the truth of our being. We're allowing ourselves to know the truth that sets us free. We're grateful and thankful to recognize I am that I am, and I am one with the I am presence of every being everywhere. Mm -hmm. So grateful to declare that this time, this time right now, we are choosing to be the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of love, in the name and the nature of Christ transcending time and space to be together for our healing, for our awakening, for our release of any prejudices, resentments, regrets, known and unknown, recognized and unrecognized, seen and unseen. We are truly stepping into the light. In service to the light of our being, we share the benefits with everyone. And in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen. Yes, so my my guest this week is Jesse Brune, whom I know very well. Jesse and I co-founded a spiritual community in Los Angeles together that uh, I was the spiritual director for many years, and then uh, I left L.A. Jesse stepped up and became the spiritual leader, so we know each other very well. And Jesse Brune is also not just a powerful spiritual leader at Inspire LA in Los Angeles, which you can look that up. We'll give you their website. And He's also been on TV for many years, on Bravo Channel, on uh, the Food Network, and on Oprah's channel as uh, someone who's very caring and very giving in the form of uh, being a chef and just a, a beautiful sharer and lover of God. So he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot of experience. And welcome, Jesse. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And um, I do have to say, because uh, this helps me uh, maintain harmony in my home, that I'm actually now Jesse Brune Haran. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, since, since the topic today might be peace. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's wonderful. So, and we can talk about that for a second. One of my my great things that I get to do as a minister is I get to perform weddings. And so I performed Jesse's wedding. And uh, what was that, about a year and nine, ten months ago? Yeah, it was uh, February 15th, 2014. So. Yes. It was a great night. You did great. <laughs> and um you know i'm, I'm going to ask you about that later and sure. yeah because uh, there's some wonderful inspirational things we can share with people who have a goal of finding their soulmate or their life partner and and having a family and and living that life there are many people who feel frightened and alone and we can we can share some insight about that but our topic today is really healing prejudice and uh it's 
when we set this topic uh, a while ago, there we didn't know that there would be this act of or these multiple acts of terrorism in the city of Paris, country of France, uh, as we just witnessed. And of course, terrorism is definitely about hatred and prejudice, and prejudice is really hatred. And one of the teachings of a course, and also, you know, I didn't mention, Jesse, that you're also a graduate of Reverend Tony Ponticello's program, the Community Miracle Center there. And so you're a licensed minister of uh, A Course in Miracles. Yes, yes, I am. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's wild. It, some, it was a very intense weekend, uh, Last week, the not only uh, did that happen in Paris, but also in Kenya, there was a really uh, intense uh, mass killing as well in a college, and then uh, a terrorist attack in Lebanon, and all over, all in uh, the span of a couple of days. And of course, we're made aware of that because of the media now, and uh, so it really, uh, you know reminds us all that it's so important to turn our awareness to peace and um, allow allow that to be our focus because, you know, as the Course teaches, everything that we experience is an outward, uh, you know, is an outpicturing of an inward condition, right? And so... The solution, I, uh, I actually do a monthly world peace meditation at Inspire, and the uh, focus always is removing the blocks that are preventing peace in our own life first, so that we can feel peaceful, because that's really the solution, isn't it? Uh, when we feel peaceful, will we be able to really contribute to the actualization of world peace, which it's interesting. You know, um, Inspire is an LGBTQ spiritual community, not to energize separation, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and, uh, so world peace is in our, um, but world peace is in our mission statement, and uh, you helped develop that idea. And I was talking to them this weekend, uh, this Sunday at disservice about how world peace, uh, you know, a lot of LGBTQs uh, organizations, world peace isn't necessarily their focus, it's equality. And yet, uh, the work that is required the work that was required and is still asked of us to do in the LGBT community just around equality is that of self-love. And um, to really do the work to know without a doubt 100% that we are um, deserving and capable of loving ourselves and uh, loving other people. Uh, you know, really developing the ability to uh, believe that everyone is worthy of our love, uh, starting with ourselves. And so uh, I pointed out, like, that is right there, you know, call it what you'd like to call it. it it's all contributing to the vision of world peace. Indeed. Indeed. You know, uh, uh, for... One of the most helpful things in A Course in Miracles is to understand that the Course is always about forgiveness. And as it says, all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Yes. And that's also, of course, the teaching of the Hawaiian Ho'oponopono. Mm -hmm. And uh, this practice of forgiving ourselves for our trespasses, for our debts, not just forgiving those we think that have trespassed against us. So the fundamental thing I say over and over again is the simple pathway to forgiveness is realizing unforgiveness is judgment. It's holding on to an opinion, a belief, a judgment that you think is correct, but it's not. It's just your opinion. It's just the meaning that you made of it. It's just your interpretation. And until we open our awareness and fully accept the atonement for ourselves, 
We can't see beyond time and space. We don't have that ability, so we don't know what anything is for. And this is mm-hmm. one of the key early lessons in A Course in Miracles is, I don't know what anything is for. And that lesson brings so much peace. And also, in chapter 25 of the text, section 8, it's called Justice Returned to Love. And it's it's section 8, right at the top there in chapter 25, where it says, The Holy Spirit can use all that you give to Him for your salvation, but He cannot use what you withhold, for He cannot take it from you without your willingness. For if He did, you would believe He wrested it from you against your will. And so you would not learn, it is your will to be without it. Mm -hmm. You need not give it to him wholly willingly, for if you could, you had no need of him. But this he needs, that you prefer he take it, than that you keep it for yourself alone, and recognize that what brings loss to no one, you would not know. This much is necessary to add to the idea no one can lose for you to gain. No one can lose for you to gain and nothing more. Mm-hmm. Here is the only principle salvation needs. So it's that thing, and Jesse, you've heard me say it a million times, of just calling upon the Holy Spirit or, as I say, the higher Holy Spirit self and saying, please take this from me. I gratefully and willingly offer to you. I'm not interested in thinking this thought anymore. It has no value to me anymore. And the minute that we're sincere, it's just gone forever. So we don't have to figure out how to do it. That's why I say just give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. So when it comes to prejudice... uh, That's what I really would like to talk about. If if all forgiveness is self-forgiveness, all love is self-love... All world peace is self-peace, then all prejudice is self-prejudice, self-hatred projected outward. Because mm-hmm. there's only one. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about how Inspire LA is a community that really welcomes welcomes everyone and particularly is a safe space for people who are gay, lesbian, bisexual, transsexual, transgender, allies, people who are questioning their sexuality. It's a place for bisexual people. Everyone who feels, uh, everyone is welcome. And so it's a safe place for people to talk about God, think about God, learn about God without prejudice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know... I think my experience, I grew up in the church. I loved the experience growing up in the church, but I had an experience like I think many LGBTQ people did was at a certain point uh, that I felt as though I had to choose between the God I grew up with, the God that I was um, taught about, and being my authentic self, because I knew that, um, and we, we see this, and what a blessing, How, this is such a sign of healing, that we see this so less now, today. A lot of churches are so progressive and welcoming of LGBTQ people, but um, the God I grew up with, that I was taught about, was not okay with homosexuality, so I felt as though I had to uh, choose between coming out of the closet or, you know, um, maintaining a good relationship with, uh, you know, the the God uh, that's up in heaven um, outside of myself. And um, so I think one of the one of the services we provided initially, and you were definitely there during this process of healing um, the past wounds, releasing the past uh, experiences that felt unloving in the church so we can create a new experience, uh, a new relationship with love, with God. And um, But that required, first, like you just said, we had to heal our own shame around 
being gay. We had to heal our own beliefs that there was something wrong, that we did something wrong, or there was something broken about us. And so uh, for years, we actually had in our mission statement to heal uh, internalized homophobia and transphobia within ourselves. So, um, and again, that was... Uh, the beginning process was starting within, uh, releasing our own thoughts of resentment uh, to ourselves for being who we are. And that was such a powerful um, uh, experience. And when Prop 8 happened, and when, uh, you know, the, this la- the last few years, marriage equality was such a, um, on the forefront of all of our minds, we were really able to use uh, this opportunity to do deep healing work around that, around our own, our own internalized shame. And we did that by practicing forgiveness. Because um, I invited the congregation, and as did you, you led us through a lot of um, exercises, meditations, and prayers in which we um, took the opportunity... Uh, when we felt as though a group of people or someone opposed us, seemed to attack us for who we are, to just pause. And what a wonderful, powerful practice <laughs> to just pause and take a moment and ask ourselves, what's coming up right now? And because if I didn't believe that there was a part of this that was true, then I wouldn't be activated right now. I wouldn't be triggered by uh, what this person is saying. And so it gave us all an opportunity to explore the possibility of, do I believe they're true? I mean, I, I, I'm positive, I'm, 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 I'm almost certain that um, I feel like there's nothing wrong with who I am, that there's nothing wrong with being gay, but yet there's this anger, this rage, this resentment, this sadness that comes up when this person says that there is. But um, So what is that? And it was a wonderful way to practice forgiveness, self-forgiveness, and get really clear as to what thoughts, ideas, and beliefs we were holding on to. It's, that's the key, is to be willing to allow the thoughts that are hidden to come up into our awareness. And when those hidden thoughts start to come up, most of us have trained ourselves to say, I don't want to think about that. But saying, I don't want to think about it, is putting it in, into the place of darkness. It's too, too dark to look at. One of the most common things I hear from people is, very privately, if they really trust me, they'll say, I, I feel that there is some kind of evil inside me, some kind of deep, dark evilness, and I don't know what to do about that. And my feeling is like, yeah, I know what you mean. I felt that way too. I think pretty much everybody feels that way until they heal it. Most people do. And so bringing things to the light of our awareness is what's healing. So awareness is curative. And there are so many prejudices that we have that are those self-prejudices. And we are not aware of them. But we're going to go to a break here in just a moment. And when we come back, we'll talk about those hidden prejudices, how to locate them, how to give them to the Holy Spirit. And while you're on the break, I'm going to invite you to go to my website, jenniferhadley.com, because I have a free class this week on Thursday called How to Have a Positive Experience in Your Family. So this is preparation work for as we're going into the Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah holidays, all these different holidays. And it's just some simple steps and tools that you can use to have a really different experience in your family, how to have a more positive experience no matter where you are. These little tips and tools will help you in the class. It's totally free if you register at jenniferhadley.com. So my guest today is Jesse Broom, founder of Inspire LA. Jesse, what's your website address there? It's Jesse Brune, J-E-S-S-E-B-R-U-N-E dot com. Great. So you can learn more about Jesse. And, and Jesse, you, you also do counseling, too. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do counseling and coaching, uh, the full gambit. And, uh, and if you're out there and you're interested in learning more about Inspire uh, Spiritual Community and what we're doing uh, in um, West Hollywood and now Long Beach, and we're starting a place in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, looks like Manhattan soon, and even in Australia and Seattle, you can check us out at inspirespiritualcommunity.org. So it's time for us to go to a break. We're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, healing our minds to benefit everyone. And we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Jesse Brune of jessebrune.com and the Spiritual Community in Los Angeles, Inspire LA. And we're talking about healing prejudice. And I was talking about the section, Justice Returned to Love, section 8 in chapter 25. And it says, it talks about divine justice, Versus the ego's version of justice. And it says here, actually in section, in the section eight, which is justice returned to love, in paragraph 11, it says, without love is justice prejudiced and weak. And love without justice is impossible. For love is fair and cannot chasten without cause. What cause can be to warrant an attack upon the innocent? In justice, then, does love correct mistakes, but not in vengeance, for that would be unjust to innocence. You can be perfect witness to the power of love and justice if you understand it is impossible the Son of God could merit vengeance. It's impossible. So even someone who acts as a terrorist they cannot merit vengeance, and that's that can seem like a big pill to swallow. So let's let's just take that in. And how is it that no one deserves our vengeance? That we are not going to take justice into our own hands because true justice is only the application of love, only loving insight and compassion, and. Before we go much further into that, what came up for me in the last section of the broadcast here today is when you were talking, Jesse, I was thinking of some prejudices that I have felt strongly in my lifetime. And one is I used to have an aversion to people who are really overweight or fat. And... Um, my mother for quite a while was very large woman and i it took me uh not too long to recognize my aversion was really my fear that's what aversion is my fear of becoming fat thinking that being a large person is bad it's wrong it's not good and so that was one of the prejudices i was able to give up and reclaim a lot of my energy so there's all kinds of prejudices. There's sexuality, there's race, there's prejudice against short people, tall people, all kinds of things. And it's really all the same thing. It's lack of self-love projected outward. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that section, chapter 26, uh, section 2, and I find it to be so uh, helpful and it's uh, the section that's many forms, one correction. Mm-hmm. And it just uh, masterfully, and I like it because it, it, it almost is an, uh, instructs us how to uh, give everything, like you said earlier, which was so great, 
over to the Holy Spirit. Everything, because no matter what the appearance of the problem, and it kind of says problem in air quotes, might be, um, there's no level of difficulty for healing it for the Holy Spirit. So, um, whatever the the prejudice, the aversion, the challenge may appear to be, we can always just hand it over, like you said, hand it over, give it over, offer it up. And because it's always, always, always just a um, shift in thinking, a little correction that needs to be done at the level of the mind, which you just said, and the solution always is the remembrance of our oneness with perfect love and so self-love. And I always, I laugh because after every time I teach a class <clears throat> or anything uh, that I do um, where, when it's talking about this work, I always uh, end with, oh, I guess, again, the uh, moral of the story is love yourself. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the topic is. It's always the same uh, class under... Mm-hmm. A veil of different topics, right? Because it always comes back to, oh, I guess again, it's just love yourself, love yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually had an experience. I was a personal trainer for years. I still do uh, work with just a couple people. Uh, and I live in Los Angeles, which is like the land of mm-hmm. body shame mm-hmm. and body dysmorphia. And I was, um, when I got married, uh, I put on eh, 15, 20 pounds and had to really work through uh, a lot of uh, feelings about that, self-worth feelings. And I was in a fitness class one day and I was doing my thing and I looked over at the mirror and it was this weird class. It's like a new thing. I did it once. I don't think I'll ever step foot back into that studio but it's okay uh they put you in this machine and it's like you're climbing up a wall kind of and it was but to like britney spears music it was really a weird dimension i stepped into for a minute and but i uh, i remember i was there doing my wall climbing thing and i looked in the mirror and i just my only thought was ugh, and i stopped myself because i was like what that's what that's your thought when you look at yourself I was like ugh, and then i had this like moment of clarity where I was like, you know, the fat is neutral. Fat's not good. Fat's not bad. Fat is, it's an illusion anyway. Uh, and it's just neutral. So what is it that I was looking about? And I realized I had been projecting so much of my own uh, self-judgment and shame onto the fat. It had nothing to do with the fat. And then I became so grateful for having gained the weight because um, I got that moment of clarity where I realized, wow, there's still work to do, um, still more self-love to do, more self-forgiveness to do. And I would have never, maybe I, maybe I would have in some other form, uh, but because I had this judgment of my body, I was able to get clear about that because I know that the body is neutral. Indeed, it is. Yes, I've I've had that thought. Uh, one a few years ago, I put on some weight and I looked and saw myself in the mirror and I went, "Who's the fat girl?" <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay," because uh, there's it's just a it's such a journey. And I realized, I said, "Oh, I'm going to really work with this. This is awesome." And uh, I and I really did authentically feel that way. Like, oh, great. Just think how much more free I will feel when I surrender these opinions and judgments. And one of the uh, things I realized in doing that work was the ego was motivating me to exercise for many, many years. When I was living in Los Angeles, ego was motivating me saying, you know, if you don't exercise, you're going to basically not be good. You will not be good. You will mm-hmm. be bad and you will be wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're not fit and uh, if you're flabby, then you're not good. You're bad and wrong. And that is a very thick belief in this world. 
You know, all that your your body and the way your body looks determines your lovability and your worthiness and even your goodness. Yes. And, and yet we know intellectually, we can know, especially as Course in Miracles students, that that's not true. But what I'm hoping that people will do in listening to us today is that they'll start to look in their mind, where is the prejudice, the aversions, right? Aversions are attachments, mental attachments, mental judgments and opinions that you're attached to, knowingly or unknowingly, and those attachments can often show up as aversions, and aversions are when you hate something, when you can't stand it, when it makes you sick, when you feel repulsed by it, and the other kind of attachments is the craving, grasping, needing, wanting, so a lot of times people think that if I lose this weight, this X amount of pounds or whatever, if I do this, if my breasts are smaller or bigger, or my butt's bigger or smaller, if I'm taller and whatever, all these different things that we think will improve us in some way, it's all 100% ego. And there are many Course in Miracles students that don't even recognize that this is where the ego is driving them. Mm. You know, I had somebody tell me once that, uh, and this was after, um, you know how when you have a belief about yourself, you'll you'll go and you'll find evidence to prove yourself right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that approach. <laughs> uh, and I had a friend tell me that, um, you know, my weight gain, having gained like the 15, 20 pounds, you know, uh, it was indicative, uh, well, what had, it was, I forget how he phrased it, but it had something to do with, uh, there being a breakdown in my spiritual practice because, um, it, and it was manifesting as that, like there's something wasn't right. And I chose to believe him for a long time and it really did a number on me, you know? Uh, and I was like, why, why can't you love yourself? What is it? What's wrong with you? And, uh, it was really wackadoodle. <laughs> And well, again, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, what that makes me think of is two people. So Buddha, when Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree, he had gone to the extreme, you know, where he was doing things like eating one grain of rice a day. You know, he was very, very skinny. So he sat under the Bodhi tree, and he attained enlightenment. And then after that, after he became enlightened, which doesn't actually go away. You attain enlightenment. You reach the atonement. It's not like you have to keep maintaining it. You're there. You're, you get to stay there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not going to lapse back into misery, judgments, opinions, and suffering. So after Buddha attained enlightenment, he put on the weight. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if anybody's ever been to see Ama, mm-hmm. the hugging saint, mm-hmm. she is a very large woman. And she is literally a walking saint. She is definitely an enlightened being. I mean, you get in the room with her, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's thinking, oh, I've worried that she got to get to the gym. Work that weight <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> Switch no. out that rice for something else. More salads. Jennifer, you... Uh, may, perhaps this was a discussion we had once. I'm not sure, but it was such a powerful teaching you gave me and you were talking about, and I shared this with the congregation this Sunday, that somewhere in the evolution of our awareness or social construct, there came in that thought of better than worse than. And I've been really contemplating this, uh, you know, that, that thought of comparison. Um, I think Roosevelt was the one that said comparison is the thief of joy and the Course calls uh, God is joy. And I think, you know, when we compare ourselves, when we start comparing ourselves, we completely block that awareness to love's presence. And you consider the, uh, the attacks in Paris, the attacks anywhere. 
it's all because it stems from sort of that baseline thought of you're not better than me or my religion is better than your religion or you think you're so much better than me i'm going to prove to you that you're not or whatever that that is and if you think about i think about almost any upset i've ever had in my life it's been because i've been comparing myself to someone else or something else feeling worse than or better than um, someone else or a group of people. And I feel like that's where the prejudices are are born and developed and cultivated is in this misperception of better than, worse than. Could you speak a little bit more on that? (laughs) Well, this is the thing is, in the Course, it says the ego literally lives by comparison. If you'd like to keep the ego alive and running your life, just get out there and compare, compare, compare. Mm-hmm. So that's why now I say compare and despair. Mm-hmm. Compare and despair. And, and this is one of the ego habits that we all are working to dissolve in our minds is comparison. So... Whenever you're comparing, you're looking with the ego's thought system to find the differences because then you can decide who's better, who's worse, who's naughty, Mm. who's nice. And when you do that, of course, then you're looking to either say, I'm not good or they're not good. And the thing is that no one is better and no one is worse because we're all one. So how could anyone be better or worse if we're all one? So the antidote to separation is being willing to recognize the unity of all life. And the cause of suffering is belief in separation. And how we keep separation alive is by our opinions and judgments. And the act of comparison is always looking to identify your judgment, your opinion, and to lock it down, to affirm it and make it right and real. Well, there's the music. We're going to a break. Seems like a perfect place to take a pause. And as we do, let's send our blessings to all the people around the world who are experiencing terrorism, whether the terrorist is in their own mind. Amen. They're experiencing it or it's in their family, it's in their workplace, Mm. wherever they're experiencing some form of terrorism, internally, externally, it's all the same belief system. And so we seek not to change the world. We seek to change our mind about the world and to recognize that nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. It's a demanding practice until we really embrace it and then it's that full release of the atonement. So grateful to join with you today, Jesse, and we'll be back after just a couple minutes. I'm Jennifer Hadley. Our topic today is prejudice, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are living the love, we are walking the talk, and we'll definitely be right back. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? 
What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Jesse Brune. You can find out more about him at jessebrune.com. And he's the founder of the Inspire LA Spiritual Community in Los Angeles. And a Course of Miracles minister through the Community Miracles Center, a teacher of God. And one of the things I'd like to discuss here is or just let people know is these radio shows you can sign up for the podcast and if you have an android they have a podcast app uh stitcher is where you can get um the podcast on an android phone on an iphone or an ipad they uh itunes people they have an app makes it very easy to download the episodes and listen to them i talk to a lot of people who listen to the radio show while they're cooking or while they're running or working out or doing the laundry and things like that so just to let you know it's very easy to get all these downloads by signing up for the podcast and the other thing is, is we've got, I believe this is episode number 214, 214 episodes. So a lot of free listening there for you. And if you enjoy this show, one of the things you can do is you can write a review from wherever you get your podcasts from. And that just helps more people find it, and it's a way of paying it forward. And if you are interested, uh, again, I just want to mention I'm doing this free class on Thursday called How to Have a Positive Experience in Your Family, something I know a lot about. I'm going to write my spiritual espresso, my daily blog about that tomorrow and share. I just uh, was sharing it, Unity church in Oklahoma City last Sunday and sharing about some of my experiences in my family and how things have really turned around and right now I'm actually at my father's home in Florida new home here I moved here uh, this earlier this year with his wife Diane and yeah, I've had so much healing in my family. It's just amazing and miraculous. And as Jesse was saying at the very beginning of the episode, uh, he's been married now for a, about a year and 10 months. And I got to have the great blessing of performing his marriage ceremony for him and his husband, Chris. And when I first met Jesse, which was back in 2009, we met because he took my Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp class, which is on right now, and uh, people can still join if you're interested. But one of the things that back then you really were interested in, and I remember this so well, Jesse, is he really wanted to be in a committed, loving partnership and get married. And Number one, you didn't have a partner at the time. And number two, it wasn't even possible for you to get legally married. I know. Lots has changed, hasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So in just a few short years. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are a lot of people, as I was saying before, who would like to manifest their 
their soulmate, a really loving relationship, or maybe they're in a marriage that uh, is not loving. And so they're, where they're seeing the prejudices and the aversions show up is in their relationships or feeling that they're prejudiced against themselves of ever being able to meet someone and find someone. So I feel like I'd like to just take a few minutes and ask you what helped you to turn that around. And how did you feel when when we first met and you were looking for love and all the wrong faces? Can you just, Uh, where did you start? (laughs) Where did you start and how did you get to happily married? uh, Gosh. Um, Well, I think that, um, well, you know, diving into a community, a spiritual community, a community that was really... Um, committed to loving me up uh, was such a helpful step because I find now that to have a group of people who are committed, um, uh, as you call the mighty companions, committed to speaking to your potential, to holding the high watch for you and uh, keeping that bar raised for you and supporting you up there is so, so so beneficial. And I think that in um, uh, finding freedom and especially in masterful living, when I took that after finding freedom, I really got that for the first time in a long, long time uh, where it was uh, really, uh, I felt like the intention and the motivation of all of those in my support group were was so pure and so loving um, and so I had this real, uh, support system and a great place where I could come and speak authentically about my experiences and without having to feel judged. Mm-hmm. And nobody was saying, you got to get a man, you got to get a man. They were all encouraging me to love myself more, love myself more. And when I would stumble and fall, they would help me up and they would support me by offering me a spiritual perspective, a loving perspective of how I could, um, you know, create the space to learn and harvest the wisdom from my experiences instead of beating myself up for making a mistake or being in another relationship that didn't work out. And always reminded me to cultivate that relationship with myself, cultivate that relationship with myself, love myself more, love myself more. And the more I was able to do that, um, the easier it got to attract a partner that uh, could join me (laughs) in loving me. And so it was, um, you know, when I met Christopher, I always would say, you know, like... uh, uh, I think that I was scared to really declare that I was interested in having a partner that had a spiritual program as well because I didn't want to limit myself. Um, and But when I got clear that I was really interested in having a partner that had a spiritual program in place and active with tools that they could pull from so we could have that heart-centered conversation – when I got really clear with that, um, I was able to um, manifest that experience, which was beautiful. You know, I will say, because this is totally in line with what we were talking about, too, about self-forgiveness, is um, I would date people, I would go on dates with people who didn't want anything to do with uh, spirituality, didn't want to talk about uh, the fact that I was professionally running a spiritual community. Hello, how crazy is that? (laughs) Because I know that that was my own judgment and fear that I was going to be uh, looked at as strange or weird or like some, uh, like a a zealot, you know? And so I would, uh, I went on, I would date people who would confirm that for me, affirm that for me. And so until (laughs) I really got comfortable with it and loved it and stood in it and was, there was no shame. I did all that healing work around being ashamed of that, and I could come out of the spiritual closet, which really just means I lived a abundantly full and loving life, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and knew that I was deeply interested in having someone that could join me on that path, not someone that would 
wait till I was done, you know, look from a distance. Um, then was I able to align myself with someone who was interested in supporting me in that capacity? Um, but it was all, you know, the tools that I learned working from with you, working in that wonderful community of masterful living, really uh, helped me feel supported, engaged, and motivated to love myself so much deeper than I thought was possible, and to grow and strengthen that container that I until I was able to allow someone to come in. And let me tell you something. My husband loves me. Oh my goodness. He <laughs> loves me. Uh, and I got also clear, and you know what? You made it okay for me to declare that um, I was interested in being adored by someone. And uh, because why wouldn't I be? And, um, <laughs> and uh, that is really my experience. I would say that my husband really adores me. I know that this is true, and it, it's you're so right. This is what it takes. It takes that willingness to release the self-prejudice, move into self-love, and to – because this is the thing is God adores us. So yes. when we're in tune with the infinite, there's no one we can't adore the God self of. We don't have to adore their ego or the ego expressions, but we can adore the Christ within, within each one of us because it's the same Christ. And we're out of time here. Oh my gosh, we're out of time here. So I'm going to uh, say thank you, Jesse. And again, jessebrune.com if you'd like to learn more about what he's up to there in L.A. And how to have a positive experience in your family. That class is this week on Thursday. Come live. I'm going to do some coaching. And you can learn more about Masterful Living, my year-long course. It starts January 1st if you're interested in that. And... If you enjoy this episode, won't you please consider making a contribution because your contributions are what make this radio show financially possible. And you can go to jenniferhadley.com and make a tax-deductible contribution right there on the tithe page at jenniferhadley.com. I'm going to say a prayer and thank you again, Jesse. Yes, thank you. It was so my pleasure. (laughs) And so I invite everyone to place their hand on their heart as we give thanks. We give thanks for the blessings that we are and the blessings that we receive, the blessings that we share and broadcast throughout the universe. So grateful right now to once again partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to be willing to give all the prejudices, all the false thoughts and beliefs, all the ego attachments, the cravings, the aversions to the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting and we are grateful and thankful to accept and allow our healing to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them and to simply allow it to be we let it be and so it is so it is amen 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 i love you have a great rest of your week